Good afternoon and welcome to the Young News Podcast. Your host, John Phillips, alongside Sean Clappis via WhatsApp on this Tuesday, May 11, 2021, sharing with you our thoughts on current events. And today it's all about our financial thoughts. Actually, I didn't know if I'd get a chance, Sean, to talk to you today. So I actually did a monologue today, posted it, very quick, 15 minutes precise. And I will start off the way I started off with that financial summary. The title that I gave was pretty much, what's, what, what is the financial crisis that we're facing today? What is the current financial crisis? And what I see is what I know, okay? Unlike a virus that you can hide numbers and you can hide figures and you can you know, exaggerate this and exaggerate that, here's what you can't exaggerate. You can't exaggerate when I look online and I see that a, a, a normal item that's usually very easily to, easily to get is out of stock. You can't, you can't BS me when I try to buy something and they say we're back ordered until late June. That is real. That is real. That is not fake. We don't all of a sudden call a second number to get a second opinion and voila, within one week I get that order. Okay, so prices, seeing them rise right in front of my face. You can't BS me on that. Things that are out of stock, things that are back ordered and going to take several months to maybe perhaps get. What I am seeing and what I am going to predict is that you are eventually going to be in a crisis situation, not like someone's going to die or, you know, uh, there's going to be riots in the street necessarily, but what you are going to witness is something very similar to what you witnessed during hurricane season in South Florida, which is, or snowstorm up in New England, which is there's this period of time where people panic, they get on the phone, they start looking at social media, they start seeing toilet paper run out, paper towels run out, dishwasher run out, all these things, and they're like, oh gosh, I got to go, I got to go, I got to buy stuff, I got to buy stuff, and you're going to have all these people obviously stock up on these items because they're worried about inflation, Sean, and they're worried about supply problems for certain products, and what's going to happen is people are going to start panicking and saying, I got to buy it now, I got to buy it now, and they're going to see those shelves, they're going to get smaller and smaller, which then leads to my final panic, which is the panic in the dollar, because if you are an international investor, and you are watching the United States of America, and you are watching as prices are rising, on and things are running out of stores and people have this bizarre panic reaction to something that they should be pretty calm about the bottom line is you don't have so much faith faith in this thing called the dollar and little by little you'll be selling that off maybe it'll start by saying ten dollars will you give me ten dollars for this euro okay 20 30 i gotta get rid of these dollars i gotta go i got and then all of a sudden you see this panic kind of set in now in the past the dollar was a very uh, viable currency, Sean, because it was backed by gold, right? And even before gold, it was kind of backed by the petrodollar. But here's the situation. We've opened up too many wars, too many fronts on too, in too many different directions all across the world. I don't care if it's culturally here in America with the wokeism that, that is religiously taken over this country. I don't care if it's the Middle East. The bottom line is there's a lot of instability. And so you have people outside, international investors, they see a little bit of a panic. They see people grabbing stuff. They're grabbing stuff because things are out of stock very quickly. They see that the prices are going up. They grab, they grab, they panic, they panic. And all of a sudden you have a situation that on that, that, that normally would be okay is now turned into a bigger problem. Anyway, that is the current financial problem that I see. I did not mention unemployment because that's something that you might be able to touch basis on what's going on with unemployment benefits and how that's affecting the market. But I think most importantly, things when here's the thing, Sean. When you lock down an economy, 
and you pump a tremendous amount of money in the system, that leads to shortages and higher prices and problems with supply chains, which then leads to panic, which then leads to people spending even more money and spending even more time buying up more products. That leads to international investors seeing that as a reaction and obviously getting rid of their dollars because they don't feel like it's a viable investment at this point in time. With all of that said, that is my four minute and 30 second monologue. Sean, I am passing over the invisible microphone to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, there's a ton of stuff there, but let's focus Let's focus on one, one thing at a time. Okay, price, right? Why are prices rising? We've seen a 50% price in wood. Uh, like basic amenities like milk and eggs are going up. You know, people are really seeing a squeeze. And this is the thing. You know, a lot of people will be like, wood, who cares about that? This is, this is what we use to build houses with. So, you know, new real estate is going to be coming in hot. When you're talking about a 50% to 100% rise in some places, double the price of wood in some places. You know, that's going to have a big effect on people, first-time first home buyers trying to buy a house. You know, that's going to be affecting the market. That's going to be hurting working-class people, middle-class people who are trying to live and trying to buy a new house. Get get to be you know to be independent. Why is this happening? Well, a couple of things. One is we are Joe Biden has got a, a money printing machine with the Federal Reserve that he is just just printing, printing, printing because you know the average American is not going to say no to a twenty four hundred dollar check or a thousand dollar check or whatever, whatever, whatever. And when you keep printing the money the value of the existing money goes down that's what inflation is it's it's basic economics basic economics so most people don't know this and then when they explain it to them they go oh yeah that makes sense you know it's like if 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 i if i'm in the middle of uh western sahara uh Water is very valuable to me, right? But if I'm in Ireland, water is not valuable to me. There's wa- water's everywhere. I have to. There's water. There's a black mold in my house because there's so much water in the air, right? So you know, if the the more you increase something, the existence of something, the less of a value it actually holds. Right. So if you're just flooding the market with more and more and more and more and more dollars, uh, it's basically like drinking a bunch of Red Bulls, John. You're going, oh, yeah, we're going to stimulate, stimulate, stimulate. Then people get this money. They buy stuff. Prices go up because people are buying stuff. But also prices are going up because the value of that money is not worth what it used to be when there was less of those dollars circulating in the market. And so, you know, uh, uh, producers have to up the prices because it's not that the value changed. It's that it's not that the value of those products change. It's that the value of the dollars changed. Right. You know, you you so you have to compensate when more people have more money in their hands to spend with. Well, guess what? Product prices are going to go up. And right. So all of this is kind of relative. And it, it, at the end of the day, I mean, maybe it's maybe this like Red Bull mentality of, oh, yeah, we you know, we got all this energy. We're going to spend, spend, spend. You know, that might seem like a good idea, but then there's a crash, John. You can't run a marathon on, on, on a, a handful of Red Bulls. You're going to crash and you're going to burn. Right. And it's going to be really, really bad, especially especially when, you know, the Fed does stuff like manipulate the currency, like interest rates and print money. That fools investors into thinking that there's more capital 
and that there's more resources than there actually is. Right. And they'll take on projects, which eventually they're going to have to abandon because they realize, oh, this is going to be more expensive. I'm going to be underwater. I'm not going to be able to make any profit off of right. this. Why? Right. Well, because the, the value of these resources has has not changed, but the value of the dollar has gone down. And so you're right. just bleeding money into projects. It's very simple. It's very simple. When you continue to print money, you devalue the money. And it's not that complicated. Yes. The other thing that was very famously said by Elon Musk, if you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. So there is no part stuff. Of and John, this, you know, all during COVID, we saw this enormous economic shutdown where, I mean, farmers, I, I remember the first couple of months of lockdown, all this food, Yes. Just got wasted. Yes. It sat on shelves and, and it rotted. Yes. Because why? People were stuck in their homes. And guess what? The the, the farmers can't tell the tell the crops, okay, stop growing. Hang on for just a minute, you know? Those products are gonna come off, they're gonna go onto trucks, go to supermarkets, and they're gonna just sit there and rot. Right. And so you had all this backlog of materials that just ended up going bad. And that that's very I mean, that's terrible. That's and, and, really, and, really and then and then you have a period where that, that stuff is not available because you have this kind of a like a learning curve, essentially. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's terrible. And then you saw what happened to American oil industry. So essentially what happened was you banned all travel. banned all travel. You pretty much shut down travel. You scared the shit out of people. So they wouldn't yeah, go on an yeah. airplane. So they wouldn't get in a car and go places and travel and use oil, which is really important because for the American economy, we were oil independent. We did not have to depend on the Saudis or on Middle East for oil. Once COVID hit, bankrupt killed the oil companies in America. And now all of a sudden, if you look at America, we are a lot more reliant on the Middle East than we were a year ago or a little bit more than a year ago before COVID. This is what I mean when people don't weigh the costs. They don't look at the situation and say, okay, we will save this part of our lifestyle, but we are going to hurt this part of our lifestyle. We will help this part of our economy, but we will hurt this part of the economy. You never, ever, ever heard a single politician or an quote-unquote expert come forward and say, here's a chart. Of all the things in which are going to cost us as a result of what we are deciding to do. This is how it's going to affect oil. This is how it's going to affect our educational system. This is how it's going to affect our national debt. This is how it's going to affect our state debt. This is how it's going to affect our young people with overdoses and suicides. These are all of the different things that have been affected by COVID that have been downplayed. And instead of talking about things that affect every single America, uh, every single American, we're left to just twiddle our thumbs and give exceptions when there's a protest that we perhaps favor. Like, let's say someone dies because they're on drugs and they decide to harass the cops and the cop steps on their neck. And all of a sudden you die and there's a protest in your name. And all of a sudden all the rules that were in place for COVID become not, aren't followed for a week yeah. or two weeks, yeah. whatever the case is. People forgot about that, Sean. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to get off topic. The point is, is that our farmers got hit, our oil industry hit, got hit. And this idea, this idea that people convince themselves across this country that, oh, we'll spend a lot of money, we'll shut down the economy, 
will wreck our oil industry and our agricultural industry. But don't worry. And one year from now, and, and yes, in one year from now, we'll take that button that we put on off and we'll click it back on and we'll have the exact same economy that we had before COVID. People actually convinced themselves that this economy could handle the, the tsunami of money that was printed the amount of lockdowns that shut down productivity, which shuts down the ability ability for people to buy stuff, to sell stuff at a reasonable price, and be able to get things reasonably on time. And now you're left with a mess, Sean. You're left with high prices. You're left with things that are out of stock. You're left with delays on shipments. And then on top of it, just like the hurricane that hits South Florida or the blizzard that hits New England, all it's going to take is the media to start showing those shelves that don't have food on them, show the panic, get people to Home Depot, buy out the wood, buy out the groceries, and boom, there you go. Another disaster at a national scale, COVID 2.0. Yeah, so so here, here's another cost of the, um, of the, of the pandemic, or, or rather of the lockdowns. That no one seems to want to uh, uh, take responsibility for. Um, there are jobs that the economy is slowly putting back on, but people are not taking those jobs. Do you know why? Because they don't want to leave their unemployment. They're they're all, they're getting their four hundred dollar a week unemployment check, some some sometimes more, and they go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, you know, I could go work at McDonald's. I'm going to be working all day, and I'm gonna, and I'd be making that money working why not just sit at home just let that money keep on coming in from the government and you know and i and i don't have to go work and this is this is happening john it's a real problem it's it's essentially people being encouraged to leach off of the system right and i get it like hey this is not good hey i get it man If, if if you if you lost your job and you can definitely get a job like in florida for example just like that everyone has shortages when it comes down to workers but I get the human nature part of it. Like, I can't be upset with somebody who's like, why do I work when I can get the same right. amount of money? I get it. Like, I, don't, I, I, I don't like the people I, I out there that are like, that, that are like, oh, you know, that's terrible that people aren't going back. But what do you mean terrible? Like, are you kidding me? Do you not think that someone is going to be like, I can get the same amount of money and I can just stay home and not pay for gas I, I, and not I get dressed? I completely understand, but this is... We're sh- we're gonna we're shooting ourselves in the foot because, like I said, as as things go later on in the future, as the debt increases and increases, and, you know, I mean, it's like we're gonna have to pay that back tenfold. Right. That is that is coming out of your child's uh, bank account essentially. Right. But know, they don't care. Is, they so don't we're, care. We're you know we're reaping something that we're gonna have to be sowing later. Right. Just like with the pandemic, just like with the lockdowns, people said, "Oh yeah, you know, we're gonna save people." Well, guess what? In the inter, in the incoming years, you're going to see a lot more people dying from famine, dying from depression, dying from poverty, dying from deaths of despair that are direct linked to the lockdowns. Okay, and it's going to be a lot more people than died from COVID. That is absolutely for sure. Right, and I would even say definitely. I mean, if not dead, certainly impacted in a negative yeah. way from the policies that have been promoted and implemented. There are negative things and there are positive things every time you make a decision. And to me, it's been made very clear from the very beginning, when you look at what happened to the American economy, 
-hmm. prices up, delays, shipment problems, back orders, you name it. There are problems that people have to deal with. And, you know, this is something that, I don't know, Sean, maybe it will be addressed. I, all I, all I know is that this is, this is, this is right in front of my eyes. And now we have the dollar. Now, Unlike yourself, I know you might be a, a a bit a bit into crypto, which which we probably should end the oh, last yeah. I'm, I'm ten minutes. I'm the biggest anti I'm the biggest anti crypto in the world. However, I get I get I get why. Here's the thing: I get why crypto is a big thing, right? Because it's ultimately a hedge against the dollar. At least that's the perception. And even if it doesn't have a store of value, like even if it's not like gold that can be hammered into jewelry or are used in computer chip parts, right? It kind of just exists in the World Wide Web, let's say, okay? In a very complicated structure that only a few people really know how it works, right? Um, it's a hedge against the dollar, and if you're in Vegas and you want to play a bet against the dollar, I guess right now crypto is the way to go. Now, I've heard the stories of why people like crypto. I've always said from day one, the number one reason why I would always be against it as opposed to gold and silver is because you can't create another gold. You cannot create another silver. There's just gold and there's just silver. They, they, are, they have certain properties that are incredibly distinct that cannot be replicated. Gold, gold, silver, silver. And secondly, they can be used to make stuff, unlike, for example, a cryptocurrency. But I want to I wanna be very careful. I'm not saying that you cannot be incredibly. Uh, you, I cannot. I, I will not say that you cannot get incredibly lucrative from investing into cryptos. I just see it more like. I just see it more like like Las Vegas. That's the way I see it. Uh, so okay, let, let me let me let me press you on this a little bit. How do you feel about Wall Street, and how do you feel about people gambling? Total gambling. 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 What? Everything's a gamble in there. Stocks, bonds, crypto, right, all but, gambling. But is the, Yes, I, I, I agree, but is that is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing? No, I don't well, it's not something where I would put my money because again there's no store of value. Like like well, every, okay. any if right. I go out there and I buy a so, stock, I buy a stock, right? Mm -hmm. it, it can't be it can't be changed into anything. Um, I can't take it with an, to me I can't take it with me to another country if all of a sudden they start cracking down on tennis pros and they want to kick them out of the country. I can at least take my gold with me. I can take with my silver with me. Okay? I can't take necessarily my stock and take my money out with without someone noticing and paying attention to exactly what's happening to my money that I had in the stock or a bond. So it, it it goes back to what I say and why I'm such a big pro commodity guy, a big oil, gold, and silver guy. Those are in real estate, of course, too. That 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 Bitcoin. There can always be made. Like you can always make another Bitcoin. Right now, that's the that's the that is the crypto of choice. But you can't create another gold. But you can create another John, Bitcoin. I mean, I, sadly, our our currency has been taken off of gold for like fifty years. We Correct. Been, our, our 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 currency has been based on debt, not gold. Correct. So I, I honestly, I, at, in this day and age, I feel like the blockchain, which is where cryptocurrency exists, like what you're hedging against is information. What the thing that is valuable is information, and in Wall Street, the thing that is valuable is confidence. The confidence that a certain amount of investors, a certain amount of people have in a, in a product. Correct. That to me is that to me is more, and not just to me. I think objectively is more is more valuable and more useful than just a fiat currency that is being printed by uh, by the Fed, by a bank, a private bank, by right. the way. You know, 
I, I, I honestly think that that, because there's some actual, there's actually some inherent value attached there. Like, for example, Dogecoin. It is a very volatile value because there, it's limitless. You can make as many Dogecoins as you want. It's all based on speculation. However, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic and, uh, and, and, and Bitcoin, I'll give you examples. So, you know, I, I own stock in Ethereum Classic and Ethereum and Dogecoin, not Bitcoin. But Bitcoin, there's a finite amount of Bitcoins that can be mined because all those coins are are simply an algorithm, a long, a long list of numbers that is essentially a code. And that code tells you, oh, this, this giant code here exists on a ledger on a giant list up in the internet and that that is that number it's you know basically i don't know how many hundreds of numbers there are but that is the pin code to unlock one bitcoin and there's a finite number of them so john when you have a finite number of something well you have a you have a value attached to that and the value going up you know with regards to stocks is all dependent upon how 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 valuable one Bitcoin is or, or one Ethereum coin is to the consumers, how interested people are in the companies that accept those things. So I honestly consider crypto and, and stocks in many cases to be more of a, of a, of a, a notator of value than, a, than the dollar in many cases. Agreed. The dollar is so widely accepted. And, and I think that it's really liberating. I mean, the fact that now, you have companies like uh, I think Tesla. They're accepting, you know, they accept Bitcoin. You know, a lot of companies accept crypto as a form of currency. I think that's incredibly liberating because it gets us away from this, you know, government-controlled fiat currency that is just based on debt. I, I think it's incredibly liberating. I think it's really good for people to be getting into, to be investing in, and at, you know, at, at the end of the day, a big part of wealth is is confidence it's speculation it's not just it's not just uh you know you can have a pile of gold sitting up at the top of a mountain but if there's no if there's no confidence if there's no willpower for anybody to go up there and actually mine it then you're not going to get any value of it there's no value there but if right. there's confidence which is essentially what stock is it's saying oh i'm willing to buy a little bit into this company yeah i because I have the comp, I'm going to give it my capital because I have the confidence it's going to do a good job, right. grow, and therefore other people will see the value. My stock will go up. I can sell and make a profit, and that's that money. I mean, that's wealth that comes from nowhere except confidence. I think it's an incredibly powerful thing. Right. Uh, well, I mean, look. What are we going to say? No, to put to 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 make stocks or to put your money in stocks or crypto as and as opposed to keeping it in the bank, okay, in dollars. There's, there's nothing against it. I mean, my my situation, the way I look at the situation is, is that if you have something, okay, and you can also create something very similar to it and compete with it at the same level, right, all of a sudden you're going to affect its value. So, for example, let's just say you have Bitcoin and let's just say you have, uh, I don't know, Bitcoin B. And Bitcoin, Bitcoin A is introduced and it's this radically new thing. And it's very successful, right? It has 100% of the market, right? There's nothing to stop someone out there that says, I can do what Bitcoin does, but I can do it a little better. And I'm going to create Bitcoin B. Well, now all of a sudden, it's the exact, it has the exact same properties, right? Not the same company, but the same properties, okay, as Bitcoin. And now all of a sudden, 
the market share that was in one company is now going to be dumped in the other. You have a competitor, okay, that is playing by the playing by the same game. With gold, with silver, with commodities, you can't do that. Well, specifically with gold and silver, you cannot just automatically say, "I have this thing called silver too," and it's exact same properties. No, you don't. It's just silver. Uh, same thing with gold. So that that's why I don't trust it. And and also, like I said, uh, when it comes down to a store of value. Um, if all of a sudden something happened and every U.S. dollar, right, was gone, but I had, let's say, I don't know, 20 ounces of gold, there's someone or some nation out there, let's say China's a superpower, and they managed to make the dollar worthless. I can have that gold, I can travel with that gold, and I can go into another country, and I can get someone out there to give me paper currency for that gold right away. But it's not a guarantee that they're going to take my dollars because, after all, the country's bankrupt and we're in a lot of trouble. So I think you and I actually see the same way. We, we see the same thing in a sense where we don't have a lot of confidence in the dollar. I, I, see, I see more of an old-school approach where I would tell anyone who has money, you go gold, you go silver. But I would also say that if you don't have a lot of money, you can also certainly go with um, goods, like non-perishable yeah. goods. If you right now, here's my advice for the person that only has like two or three thousand dollars in the bank, just buy non-perishable goods. Just buy non-perishable goods. Find out, make a list of all the things that you'll need for the next year that aren't going to take up a ton, ton of space in your house, and buy them, Sean. And that's kind of my yeah, message. I, that's I, that's I, my I, financial I say, message. <laughs> I, I would say, I would say, in the short term, considering the fact that you're buying all of these non-perishable goods, and the price as inflation gets worse during this Joe Biden presidency. It's going to go up. Those things are going to get more expensive. You're definitely going to save save a lot of money if you're if you're very careful and you and you buy stuff in bulk. You know, buy in bulk and get dry goods and non perishables right. for sure. You know, I mean, I think you're going to you're going to save a lot of money if you if you're trying to tighten your belt and you're trying to save for the future. I think that's right. a smart thing. But let let me let me jump back to your statement about gold. Right, gold doesn't. I mean, it it. It doesn't necessarily have a fixed value or a fixed price because as technology develops, there are new uses that are being found for gold, which makes it more valuable. And there are new technologies that replace gold that make it less valuable. So, you know, for, for example, tomorrow, scientists could figure out a way, like, a, I don't know, some, make some kind of a nanoplastic that, you know, we use gold in lots of electronics, right? Imagine if... A scientist tomorrow figures out how to make quantum. I mean, we've already got quantum computing, you know, in theory figured out. But some scientists figured out how to make a quantum computer and make it competitively priced with other computers. Well, that quantum computer computes at thousands of times faster speeds than traditional uh, binary-based computers. Guess what? Price of gold goes through the floor because we no longer need to put these gold components in, in computers. We use quantum computing now. Right. So that could... That could happen. That yes, I agree 100. percent I agree 100. Mm -hmm. percent It's it's interesting how everything you do in life, fortunately or unfortunately, there's a risk. There's a risk in everything, and and, and I think and people have good. to. It, 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 that is good. That is a good thing. It's good that the market is dynamic. Right. You know? Right. And there's consequences for everyone's actions. I would just say right now, I think again, like you said, like I said, you know, if I, 
to, to get yourself into a position where you can hedge against the dollar right now, short term, is probably the smart thing to do. I could end up being an idiot in two, three months for saying that. I just don't see, based on the numbers, I know I've been saying this for a year, I don't see how this can be a valuable currency amongst all the things that are going on. You said it best. You're printing stuff. Prices are going up, bottom line, because you're devaluing yeah. the currency. So I know I got to get going, Sean. Good stuff. Glad we got in our 28 minutes. And <laughs> we will be ready for our next show in which we're going to kind of pick apart the ultimate Democrat, the Democratic Socialist Movement of America. Let's put it that way. Um, but uh, anyway, till that, till that day, till later this week. Um, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time, ladies and gentlemen. All right, brother.